Matthew chapter 24, verse 16. The Bible says, Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Before Jesus said this, there were some things that had taken place which those of you who have not um, heard this part two of the second series of this, we dealt with this in verse 15, when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whosoever readeth, let him understand. Here is the resurrected Antichrist going into the temple proclaiming himself to be God, speaking great things against God. When we see this on CNN and on NBC and about how the deadly wound of the beast was suddenly healed, he was dead but now he's alive because Isaiah, the 14th chapter, says that he'll be cast out of his grave like an abominable branch. Isaiah also says in that same chapter that he will not be joined with his fellows in burial. He was dead, but yet he's alive. And the whole world wondered because Revelation says that the wound was a fatal wound. So we know that the Antichrist when Satan is cast into the earth, he'll look for this body. And he, just like the fullness of God, resurrected Jesus, the fullness of Satan will resurrect the dead Antichrist. Everything God does, the anti, you know, Satan mimics. For those of you who don't understand, Listen to the second series, and it will give you the background that you need on that. But we must go forward now. When you see the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place, the Antichrist, standing in the temple and proclaiming himself to be God, Jesus tells us, then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountain. What he's saying is those of us, when we see this, those of us who are in Judea, you know Judea means praise. Those of us who are in the praise of God, we are to flee into the highest mountain of God. That's what he's telling us to do. Don't come down. Go up. Let him which is on the housetop. This is the house. And the top is the height of your praise in God. See, if you're up there, hear what he's saying. When you see it, those of us that are in Judah, go to your highest praise, the highest mountain. And let him which is on the housetop, let him not come down to take anything out of his what? Whatever it is that you're leaving down here, Leave it. Don't play around. Don't play around. At that time, it's completely time to cut all natural, earthly things, possessions loose. Cut it loose. 
don't come down. He's telling us now. He's warning us. And I know that some of us aren't listening, but I'm still preaching it because he's telling you, don't come down. But some of us are going to be more worried about our belly, mm -hmm. having no place to stay because you see Christians aren't used to not taking a bath. You ain't went through enough yet. See, I'm glad I was homeless for three and a half years. I'm glad I did 27 years behind federal and state penitentiary. I'm glad of that. Because whatever they got to throw at me, I, I, I figure I can take it. Because it ain't going to scare me because I've been there before. I know what it is to be hungry. I know what it is to eat out of trash cans. You understand what I'm trying to say, dude? So this, this, this ain't going to scare people. But people like you, that's why I'm here and you there. Because you ain't went through that. He said, those that are on the housetop don't come down to take anything out of his house. Nothing. Neither let him which is in the field, that field means the field of spiritual life. Don't return back to take his clothes, which is his outerwear. That's the earthly things again. When you see that happening, and you've been working in the vineyard of God, don't be going back trying. The old saying say, I have never seen none of that stuff, them Cadillacs and stuff, go with a dead man. So ain't no need in going back trying to take none of that. Verse 19 says, And warn to them that are with child, that's those that are carrying around that baby Christ in them. That's the ones that are newly saved. And to them that give suck in those days, that's them milk drinkers. Woe to you. He's telling you. <laughs> That's the, that's the word. You know the milk drinkers. They're all hyped up. He said, water them. Because they really ain't ready. They ain't ready for what their word is saying. They're not ready yet. Now, I don't know what they're going to do. But like my man said, I know what I'm going to do. And I ain't going back to drinking no milk. I ain't going back to that. I'm too far. I can't turn around now. I ain't got nowhere else to go but forward. Where am I going to go? He said, look here. I pray that ye, I pray ye, verse 20, that your flight, uh-huh, you know, that resurrection, that, 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 that release of your body into Christ's hand. I pray that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. Winter mean I pray that when, the, when this thing, when, when, when Jesus cracks that eastern sky, I pray that we don't be in a place of winter in our life. That's a place where ain't nothing growing in Christ. 
And I pray, I pray that we're not sitting around hollering about it's the Sabbath, it's rest day. But I pray that God find us working for him. That's what I pray. See, this thing here is broke down. It's simply broke down. It's chronological here in chapter 24. Jesus just breaks that thing down. And then he says in verse 21, he says, For then shall, what kind of tribulation? Great tribulation. Now he's talking to the children of God, the disciples, right? Us. He's trying to tell us something here. He says, For there shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And he goes on, and in verse 22 he says, And except those days should be shortened, there should be no flesh saved. Boy, that sounds like a rough. Sounds like it's going to get rough, real rough. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be short. For the elect's sake. Then, if any man, during this great tribulation, if any man say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, he say, believe it not. You see, we Christians are too gullible. We believe anything, did somebody speak out their mouth? Mm. We don't challenge nothing. We just, we just take all of this stuff in, and most of it has no backing with the Scripture. But we take it in as gospel. We're too gullible, people, and that's what's going to get probably... 90% of the Christians from being able to enter in because of our gullibleness. You see, some of us are still... I'm just going to be real about it. Some of us in the body of Christ, we know that God is calling us to a higher place, but we're refusing to go. We know where we are. We're not getting what we're supposed to be. I'm talking about the body now. But we fight against God and say, well, I, I don't want nobody mad at me. My family, they were here and, you know, I'm going to do that too. We can't do that. There's a time that you got to break loose to go higher. And a lot of people don't have the strength to. And we can't give them the strength. See. Strength comes from the decision that you make in Christ. That's where your strength going to come from. What decisions are you going to make? You know? Are you going to make the decisions to stay on a low road or you're going to make the decision to go on the high road? See, it's all in the decisions that we make. He says in verse 24, For there shall arise false Christ, and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders. See, see, that's another thing that's wrong with church folk. 
they into this charismatic movement, this Pentecostal movement, and they love that kind of stuff, see? And you can trick them real easy because, you see, they hyped up. They don't have no knowledge of what's signs and wonders. See, that thing going to increase as it gets deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. It's going to increase. Mm-hmm. It's going to increase. That's why you got to know this, where you can stay on course. Because why would you go anywhere else except this? I don't understand it. Why would you waste your time when Jesus done said, don't go there. But Jesus' word ain't good enough. Well, somebody out through yonder popping off, you go with that. But you won't go with this. You won't line up with this. He said, don't go there. Believe it not. He said, for there shall arise false prophets, false Christ, verse 24, and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive not just the elect, but the very elect. So that means that it's going to be a lot of trickery. See, it's a lot of trickery in religion now. A lot of it. A lot of people being tricked. See, the masses are being tricked. Just like the politicians are tricking the people. Clergy is tricking you too. You're being tricked. But see, your pride won't allow you to admit that I've been a fool. See, no, nobody won't admit that they've been a sucker. Nobody won't admit that, see. See, the preacher, preachers don't preach like me. They won't tell you the truth about the situation. They won't put it right there in your face and make you look at yourself. Whether you like it or not, I don't care. Because I'm trying to save your soul. And you ought to be thankful that God has sent somebody that will speak the truth to you. Fat put it in your face. You ought to be. You say you want a preacher. Do you really want a preacher? Do you really want one? Do you really want to hear God's word? Or as soon as you start hearing God's word, you'll say, back up. Oh, no, we don't want to hear no more. You tell us. Because when you start hearing God, you start backing up on some things. Oh, yeah. The Bible tells us here, in verse 25, it said, Behold! I have told you before. I told you what? I mean, more time. Wherefore, if they say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. 
Now watch this mystery here, verse 28. For wheresoever the caucus is, there will the eagles be gathered together. What is a caucus? A dead body. What is the eagle? The spirits that fly. So when the resurrection comes, wherever the body of Christ is laying at rest, that's where the grave is going to be open. That's why the Bible says, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a loud shout and a trump and the voice of the archangel. And what's going to happen is he said that the first, the grave will going to open up. And the dead in Christ, the caucus, the dead body is going to rise. Wherever the coffin seals, wherever them bodies are laying in the graveyard, that's where the eagles going to fly. They're going to gather together. In other words, he's going to meet, they're going to meet the Lord where? In the air, as an eagle, gathered together. And they say he's going to be with him forevermore. And it tells us to comfort one another with these words. See, that's what we're supposed to be comforting one another with. That's what he said. But we're trying to comfort people with all of this old false stuff. And nobody really gives a hoot about eternity. Until eternity slips through their hands. And then, it's too late. Because you see, we so used to talking back to one another until we think that we're going to go before God with that same attitude. But God going to shut our mouth up just like he did Zechariah. He's going to shut you down. He's going to shut you down. Verse 29 says, Immediately when? I thought, they, I thought they'd been preaching before. It, it, it say here, immediately after. Now, we already know that the seven year, the last seven years on those 70 weeks, that last week was put on the back end. We already talked about that, right? Daniel. We already talked about the first half is the three and a half years of the tribulation of the saints. Mm -hmm. We already talked about how the last half is the wrath of God. So that last seven years, just not... The great tribulation, no, that's for the saints. But it's the great tribulation wrath of God. It's two areas there. Three and a half years, three and a half years. He was given power to wear out the saints for 42 months, three and a half years, right? Saints are gone, how are you going to wear them out? Talking about the Antichrist. Well, I just ask a question. He ain't going to go up top where God is and do nothing. So they got to be down low. He said, he's going to wear them out for time, a time, and the dividing of a time, which is also three and a half years. Immediately, verse 29, after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. That's an indication there. Go to the sixth seal in Revelation. And you'll see the same thing going on. Revelation 6, verse 12 and 13. 
And watch, watch what it says here. Revelation. And I beheld when he opened the sixth seal. See, that's the prelude here to the rapture. I'll, I'll prove it to you from Revelation here in a minute. Don't worry about it. I ain't never failed you in the Bible. Don't worry about it. Just keep your mind open. Don't, don't, see, see, I know folk. See, folk, folk bring that old religion that they've been taught up in here and they won't be able to learn. Just hold your britches. Keep your britches on. Don't, don't block yourself off so you see the truth. Don't do that. Verse 12, Revelation chapter 6, verse 12 says, And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth with hair, and the moon became his blood. Ain't that the same thing it did over here in, in, in Matthew? And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree cast her untimely figs when he's shaken of a mighty wind. See, it's a prelude going on here. Now, watch verse 30 in Matthew. Chapter 24, verse 30. Are we there? It says, And then shall, when? After the tribulation of those days. Verse 30 says, And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his what? Angels with a sound of a what? Go to First Thessalonians 4, 16 through 18, and see what the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a loud shout and the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ arise, will rise. And those that are still alive shall be caught up in the air with God. That's where that body is. Where the caucus is, the eagles will be gathered together. So God's going to turn us from dead bodies into eagles, flying. We're going to meet him in the air. You're going to have to be flying. Spiritually. How are you going to meet him in the air? How are you going to meet him in the air? Y'all see it in Thessalonians? Okay. Now let's go back over here to, to uh, verse 31. Hold your place. Chapter St. Matthew, chapter 24, verse 31. Because I, ju I just want to show you some stuff. That's all I want to do. Chapter 24. St. Matthew, chapter 24, verse 31. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect. Who is his elect? Uh -huh. From the four winds from one end of heaven to another, right? Okay. Now, here's what they'll say. Well, he said from heaven. He didn't say nothing about earth. See, that's how they try to fight that. But I got a word for that. Go over here to Matthew. See, Matthew bring that thing right on out. Go on over to Matthew, 13th chapter, verse 24 through 27. See, John, Matthew just talked, I mean, Mark. Mark 13. Excuse me. Mark 13, verse... 24 through 27. And say amen when you get there. Because he's going to put a little add addition on to the, the knowledge that we need to know. Are we there? But in those days, verse 24, Mark 13, verse 24, but in those days after that tribulation, talk about that same great tribulation, the sun shall be darkened and the moon shall not give her light. He's saying the same thing, right? 
and the stars of heaven shall fall, just like Revelation said, and the powers that are in heaven shall be shaken. That same thing Revelation said, that same thing Matthew said, right? And then, verse 26 says, And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then shall he send his what? He's going to descend from heaven with a loud shout and the voice of the archangel. That means they're going to send them angels out and the trumpet of God. Now look. And shall gather together his elect from what? From the uttermost part of the what? So he brought up in that end, didn't he? You see? See, that kill that. Well, he's talking about just heaven now. Go to the rest of the stores. Devil is alive. He gonna hit heaven. Didn't I tell y'all there's more than one world? Didn't I try to tell y'all that, didn't I? He said he's gonna hit air, heaven, the uttermost parts of heaven as well as earth. He brought it out, didn't he? Case closed. Ain't nothing wrong about then, is it? So throw your theology out the window. Cause it ain't no good. Not in here. Ain't nothing good in here but this. Because I know something about them scholars. They'll mess you up. You go with them if you want to. I ain't going with nothing. He says, Then shall he send his angels and shall gather together his elect. And I'm his elect. From the four winds. That means totally. Totally in spirit. From the uttermost part of the earth to the uttermost part of heaven. Next. That, 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 that all the deal with that. That's talking about the great tribulation, right? He talked about gathering us up, right? Ain't that what he talked about? Is that clear to everybody? Alright. Now I ain't finished with you. Because some of y'all still might not believe. So I'm going to take it to the third degree. Let's go to the book of Revelation. Revelation 7, verse 9 through 14. Revelation 7. Now if this don't, if this don't make a believer out you, then you, I don't. I don't want to say it's hopeless, but it, it's on life support. <laughs> Y'all there? Alright. Here's what happened. We know that the 144,000 that's sealed is the Christed man. Because when you count the number, 1 plus 4 plus 4, and all the zeros, you add them up, it don't mean nothing, plus the zeros, it comes out to 9. 9 is the Christed man. Everybody know that. Christ and man got to be sealed before they can be taken up. That's all that is. It's just a mystery that God will decode. You got to be able to decode it. Otherwise, you, you will be wrong in two left shoes. You have everybody else wrong too. All right. Now. Look here. These 144,000, they're coming out of the 12 tribes. 12,000 out of each tribe. 12 is the divine purpose of God in man. And it's the divine purpose of God in man. You see, these tribes, these 12 tribes, when Christ came on the scene, it really encapsulates the entire body of Christ throughout the world. Because we're involved in this now. We have been grafted in into Israel. We're Israel now. There's just one. There's just one. And we are it, the body of Christ. That's the Israel. That's the new Israel. Now, because there ain't going to be no Israel over here and the body of Christ over there like some preachers preach. That's in heaven. That's crazy. That's insane. 
the Bible says that we're all Abraham's seed if we believe in Christ. There are no more Jews and Gentiles, just one. That's what it says, right? Okay, Galatians, third chapter. Now, here's the word. It says, after we're sealed, those of here, that are here during that great tribulation time, watch this word here. Look at verse 9. First they were sealed, right? Now look at verse 9. It says, after this, look what happened. I beheld, lo, a great multitude. After what? After the sealing took place. says, I beheld a great multitude which no man could number of all nations, kindreds, people, tongue, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in what? With palms in their hands. Sound like us to me. And cried with a loud voice and salvation to our God which sitteth upon the throne and to the Lamb. And the angels stood around about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. Now look what the elders do, one of the elders do. And one of the elders, the celestial council, that word elder means celestial council, not some old man that's in the church thinking he runs something, but we talking about a high, we take the high road in here. We don't go down low in here. We talking about the celestial council of God that God has already set up when he took them people out that grave. He took some folk back with him to set up some things in heaven now. Said Elder, and one of the other, verse 13, Revelation chapter 7, verse 13. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these? He asked a question. What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? He asked a question. Who are these people that's in these white robes? And where did they come from? He asked John that question. Watch the word. And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These came, which came out of what? Came out of it, didn't he? Not before it. And have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Sound like saved folk to me, don't it? Amen? Where it come from? Out of the great tribulation. Not before it hit, but they got came up out of the midst of it. He's going to be tested. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. We know that. And they shall hunger no more. Sound like us. Neither thirst anymore. Sound like us. Neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb, which is in the midst of the throne, shall feed them. And shall lead them unto living fountains of water. Praise the Lord. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. See, you won't have to cry no more, sister. You see? You won't have to cry no more. 
Because, see, you know why we're crying? Because of our disobedience to God. We're not crying because of tears of joy. We're crying because we've been disobedient to God and we see the repercussions of it. Now, am I right about it? It's the truth. And everybody that does it, we've all been guilty of doing it, and it happens, the, the word chastises all of us. That's why when we come up in here, I'm not going to pity pat nobody. I'm not playing with nobody. I'm not playing with you. No, you come up here with your head busted, I'm going to tell you, sit in the crazy chair, and get it back right. Because, see, that's what's wrong with church folk. They want somebody to, you know, it's going to be all right. No, it ain't. You're going straight to hell unless you get it together. And I'm telling you to your face. That's just how it is. That's, that's it. I'm, I don't care. I care about your soul. I ain't going to sit here and tell you a lie. I ain't going to sit here and tell you a lie. And how God going to bless a mess? Huh? Huh? Tell me. My job is to preach the mess out of you. Now look at this word here. Y'all satisfied with the Amen. great tribulation? Amen. Do you believe now? Amen. Do you believe who you believe? Do you believe this or do you believe the commentary? And the commentators and the big time preacher, who do you believe? H O D. St. Matthew 24. St. Matthew 24 says, verse 32. The Bible tells us now what a parable of the fig tree. My old fig tree keep coming up, no. Yep. When his branch is yet tender and pulleth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise, when ye shall see all these things, on what things? He's telling you, when you see. That man stand in the temple and proclaim himself to be God. Don't you forget it. Don't you forget it. He said, so when you shall see all these things, know that it is near even at your door. Flee to the mountain, those of you that are in praise. For watch this word. For verily I say unto you, this generation... What generation? The generation that sees him stand in the holy place and proclaim himself to be God. That's the generation he's talking about. Those are the ones. He said, Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. See, the preachers never understood what is he talking about this generation. He was talking about the generation that sees the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place. And a generation, what, is something like 40 years? I think it's a little bit longer in the Old Testament. But it won't be long afterwards when you see it. He said, 
this generation, and, 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 I, and I'm at the end of this. I'm at the end of it. He said, Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Now he said, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word, my word, shall not pass away. But heaven and earth will pass away. But my word ain't going to pass away. It's written. It is written what's going to happen. And that's the way it's going to happen. And ain't nobody, I don't care how anointed y'all think these folk are, ain't what you think though. Y'all have been learned learn that by now. You've been tricked. You've been fooled. They be the blind leading the blind. And they reckon in the dark. Racking it in. They racking it in. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not of the angels of heaven, but my Father only. I'm going to go on down through the verse 44 just to open up a little bit more. But no, as the days of, but as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, they were marrying, they were giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Even today, they're acting a fool. Every time you try to do something to help somebody, I don't care what you do, it's going to cost some money. I don't care what you do. The place is in such a mess and the system is so crooked until you can't get nothing done unless you grease some hands. Come on, y'all. I don't care who you are. Now, 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 God could be coming back and we sitting here arguing and acting a fool with each other. We're acting a fool at home. We're acting a fool in the workplace. We're acting a fool in the political arena. We're acting a fool in the church. Well, a fool can't do nothing but act a fool. No man, no different way he go. Whether he go to church or wherever he go, he go act a fool. A fool is a fool. What are you going to do with him? Kill him. That's what God's going to do with him. He's going to kill him. I just hope I ain't one. Amen. Maybe, you know, Jesus. Because he's going to call the bulldozer. I'm just going to tell you the truth about it. I can't lie to you. Something got to wake us up. But you know, it's hard, it's rough to die <laughs> and then get woke back up just to die again. Now, you better hear what I said. One time ought to be enough. Then you're going to wake me back up to kill me again. Oh, Jesus. But that's exactly what's going to happen to a lot of us who are proclaiming that we know Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to happen.
See, y'all, you know, church folk, they want me to talk to them that old good stuff. I ain't got nothing good for you but Jesus. You don't want that, then you're in the wrong place. I ain't got nothing else to give you. And I'm tired of preachers giving everything else what they need to give you. If we don't get this thing right, God said, blessed is he that's in the first resurrection. For the second death won't have no control over it. But that second death, that's a monster. And that one is the one that I don't want to be a part of. I don't want to be a part of it. Or oh, y'all do not talk about death. Well, somebody better tell your old crazy self about it. Yeah. You don't want to talk. You know, you know, you know you got a bill to pay, but you keep putting it off like a fool. Just pay the bill. If you when you get the money, I mean. Well, it's the same thing with God. Pay up. Just pay up. Because either way, if that car need oil out there, you best put the oil in it because you can either pay me now, preventative maintenance, or you can pay me later when the motor blow up on it. Now, which one you want to do? <laughs> which one you want to do? Put a quarter oil in the thing? Spend $2 to get you a good quarter oil. I said a good quarter. And then, you can run a little while longer. Verse 39 says, verse 38 says, they were eating, they were drinking, they were man giving marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. He said, so shall it be. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Same way. They're going to be running around here, running around here, hollering about health care, don't care. <laughs> They're going to be running around here, hollering about Obama or whoever it is in office at that time. And ain't none of them going to have Jesus on their mind. Because that's a ploy of the enemy to get your mind off Jesus Christ. You... <laughs> You got them old sign, old stupid sign, got that old T up on it. T-E-A. You know, them old signs. Stupid folk. Ain't nobody heard you yet. But you frustrated and you got to get your frustration off so you want to come and you want to yell at somebody. It ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. Because it's already ordained, people. And if it's ordained, ain't nothing you can do about it, right? What's going to be, going to be. The question is, is where are we going to fit in all of this? Are we going to be of the world? Are we going to be in the world and not of the world? Are we going to be in the world? Because those that are friends of the world are enemies of God. That's what the Bible says. So I don't agree when people say that God, he, 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 he hates the sin, but he loves the sinner. My Bible don't tell me that. My Bible says that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. My Bible tells me that if you're a friend of the world, you're an enemy of God. Now, if, if, if that wasn't a separation, if that was a separation between the sin and the one that's doing the sin, then why is it that I can sin and get thrown in hell? Why can't I sin and go on and he love me in heaven anyway? Now, hold up. 
if they were right that God hates the sin, you done lost your mind because God done did everything that he's going to do for the sinner. He ain't got nothing to do. That's it. See, see, there was a time, he said, when God winked at our ignorance. But see, he don't wink at our ignorance no more. See, he don't call all men to repentance. You see? See, ain't no more that winking. Mm-mm. Because every time he look at us and we refuse it, he see his son stretched out. That he had to turn his back away from Because he couldn't stand all that sin that was being brought on that man. And you think he ain't going to take that serious? You listen to these old lying preachers if you want to. He, that's the more, the more proper preachers, you know, the more Sunday morning ones. You better not listen to that mess. You better get into this word. Y'all seen the most stiff-necked, pious folk? You seen them? They call them ecumenicalists. You know what ecumenicalists is? That's somebody that wants to bring all the religions in and be all right with everything. Yeah. That's an ecumenicalist type preacher. You know, a, a hope guru, as I call him, a liar. All men are your brother, they'll tell you. The devil is a lie. The Bible say, who is your brother? The one that doeth the will of my father, which are in heaven. That's my brother. Everybody ain't my brother now. Nor my sister. So, so, so you see, you can't, you can't bite into that. Because if you bite into that, you're getting tricked again. I'm not going to let y'all go to sleep. I'm going to pound this thing on you, I'm going to pound it on you, I'm going to pound it on you, because you see, there's one thing about disciples, they love to sleep. They'll go right out back and they get rocked to sleep. One of those preachers will rock them to sleep. No, every time you come to them, I'm going to bash that head. I'm going to shake you. I'm going to shake you, because that's the only thing that can keep you from going to sleep. This ain't no time to sleep. I'm talking about spiritually. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about spiritually, see. See, you gotta have somebody go shake you constantly. Oh, you know you didn't rock back on. You know. You get some sugar in your tank, you just And you gotta shake them. You know. You gotta shake them. You gotta shake that sugar up in them. Alright? He said, look here at verse 40. He said, verse 39, say, and I knew not, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. You see, it's going to be, it's going to be like this. He said, there shall be two in the field, that's the field of life, spiritual life. It's going to be two of them in the field of life. In spiritual life, there's the earthly life. All right. Look what he's going to do. One going to be taken. The one that's in the spiritual life is going to be taken. The one that's in the spiritual field of God. But the one that's not going to be left behind. You see, we can all be in here and hope two or three of us go. That's right. That's exactly right. The rest of us will be left behind. It's just that crucial. We can be side by side. You, 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 ever, you ever been in a, in, in a place where, well, right here, for instance, you know, some of the people be blessed. 
some don't. With the word. Because they're not receiving it. And then when they're receiving it, they still try to do it their way. And then some just put it on cruise control, hear the word of God, think the word of God, and God takes care of it. He waiting on us. He waiting to bless you. But see, we don't seek the counsel of God before we go do things. We just up. You know, we like a billy go oop. Oop. Anybody like that? I've been like that before. But it's time for us to put some foresight into something. See, we don't seek God before we do things. We just jump up and do it. And then we wonder why. You what? Look in the mirror. You'll find your answer. You'll find your answer. If we could just kill old crazy self, we'd be all right. Because that's what the problem is. Two, verse 40, going to be in the field. One going to be taken, one going to be left. Look at 41. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. Mm-hmm. One be taken? Yeah. All right. We know that the woman is the inner spiritual essence of man. Sometimes this inner spiritual essence becomes carnal-minded, doesn't it? Two of them in there. Two women. Spiritual inner self is going to God. Grinding in that mill, he pressed it toward the mark. They'll be taken. But the one that's grinding, both of them grinding, but one grinding at Jesus, the other one grinding in the middle of the earth. One, get their reward. You see, there are two kinds of bread. There's that bread, and then there's that earthly bread. See, what you're grinding. What you're grinding, you know? The one that's been eating the spiritual bread from the meal because they're grinding. They're going that way. Up top. And then there's this other one. This, the two women are actually two different souls. One soul go to God, the other soul get left behind. You can understand that, can't you? Then he says, verse 42, Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour the Lord, your Lord, your Lord. He put that thing, your Lord, to his come. But know this, that if the good man of the house, this house, had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have been watching and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Mm. Therefore, and I'm closing, therefore, be ye also ready for in such an hour as ye think not, son of man, come. Son of man, come. Right when you think that he...